What is good, squad? It is your boy, Caleb. Back again on this Saturday to break down another NBA slate. The vibes are high. We're feeling good. And Saturday, it's a big betting day, man. You finally, you get through the work week. Hopefully, you're doing well. And this day can be a huge deciding factor. And if you're paying your bookie or not this weekend. So, let's get it today, boys. I feel good. I feel ready. I feel I feel like we're going to make some money today. Um... Sorry, me and my breakfast too. Let, let's recap yesterday. We go two and one, take an L on the Jazz minus six. And really for me, the Jazz, they're an auto bet. They're an auto bet anytime they're any anytime they're an under under ten point favorite. Um they're just better than everyone. And um props to the Heat. They played their best game probably of the year. Um hit every shot, played decent enough defense. Um, and they resulted that with, with a win. But Jazz are going to make us plenty of money the rest of the year. So don't know how to pop off the train quite yet. Um, props to the Heat. They beat the Jazz. Um, and it, it, it is what it is. Draymond, though, cash over 9.5 assists. Boy, I knew he was going to come fired up, but I had no idea he was going to come like that. 19 assists. That was probably the most sweat-free player prop I have ever had. Doubles. He got that in the first half. Um so cash that, and then cash Clippers minus six, fairly sweat-free as well. There's a little bit uh, of worry late in the fourth when it was like 11 with a couple minutes left, but Clippers were in full control of that game and um, got a, a fairly easy win there. So um, we move forward. We're 60-51, and 51, feeling good. That, that's honestly pretty solid, but a long, long way to go left in the season. We're not even at the All-Star break. we got to, one, get to the All-Star break strong and, and finish the second half of the season strong. The moment you think you know it all, the moment you think you've got it, again, man, this game is absolutely so, so cruel. You got to stay locked in, 10 toes down at every single moment. So that's what we're going to do today. I got two plays that I've already locked in. Actually, all both in the Mavericks and Nets game, which is always fun when you got two game bets on the primetime game. I'm very excited to watch that game. Um, but let's cover the other stuff as well. Got a couple strong leans as well. So Let's start with the Cavs and Sixers. Um, important to note that Tobias Harris will be missing this game. And I will say also, I recorded all this already. And then uh, I realized after I went back to edit that it didn't get like 20 minutes of it. So I'm redoing it. So I apologize if I'm flying. I, I know I already fly through things, but I apologize if I'm flying through things even more. It's just because I literally just did this. So with that being said, let's start. Um... So the Sixers are going to be without Tobias Harris. And uh, Cavaliers, I, I think people look and they've won two straight and they're probably going to say, okay, well, or maybe they're not, but but they've won two straight. Uh, have they figured things out? And I think the big answer is no. Um, they hadn't won a game since February 1st before these last two wins. And if you look at their wins, one was against a Hawks team that <clears throat> honestly didn't come to play. Um, and that Hawks team was up 6-7 late in that fourth, right? And, and the Cavs, that was their best game in a while, and they barely squeaked that out. Their next win is against probably the coldest team in the league right now in the Houston Rockets. Um, and so more blowouts in my mind are, are definitely on the horizon for this Cavaliers team. I don't know if it's today, and I don't like betting huge shreds unless it everything lines up. And I can't say everything does here. Um, the Sixers are miles, miles better. And, and if anything, I think you take a look at their team total here today. Um, that's something I would take a look at much more than an 11.5 point uh, spread because you could be up 20 at half. You could be up 20 going into the fourth and still not cover this. And I'm telling you guys, 
that is just not a fun experience. So let's not put ourselves through that. If you want to bet this game, I think the way to do it is just hitting Sixers team total. Um, I think, again, the Cavs don't play any defense. And it's not really a, for a lack of trying. They're just really disconnected. And, and Sexton and Garland are both very undersized. So if you get a guard, a lead ball handler, who's good at manipulating the pick and roll, you can get, a, you can get that guard on your back almost every time down. Um, and, and I can tell you for damn sure Garland and Sexton aren't really doing much to slow Ben Simmons down. So um, I, I think Tobias Harris will not being there will hurt maybe the Sixers a little bit. But for me, I, I don't see any reason why the Sixers should struggle at all today. But the Sixers are another one of those teams that they really they have a tendency to come out flat and let down spots and spots where they should dominate. They they generally play really well in um, in spots where you know they're playing a good team and all that. But in these spots where they're huge favorites, there there have been plenty of times where they just don't bring it. And so uh, I'm gonna stay away today. I think if anything, you hit the team total here. Next game, um, we got the Pelicans and Spurs. I I really like the Pelicans here today. I'm not gonna lock it in. I'm still leaning it. They're two and a half point favorites. Spurs are without Keldon and Derek White, um, but they are getting DeMar DeRozan back. They should, I would guess. I would guess they're getting LaMarcus back today. Can't say for sure. Um, and this Spurs' team is in a, in a little bit of a weird spot, and, and the reason I'll probably lay off is, is just because of that, right? The, the Spurs had a week off due to COVID. You don't really know what that does to a team, right? We've seen uh, a lot of teams, we've seen that help. Um, we've seen a couple teams struggle with some rust. Um, and the Spurs came out in their first game and lost to the Thunder. And granted, that was without DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus. They should get him back today. Um, but this is also a big divisional game. Uh, you can look at it from both sides. The Pelicans are playing really, really well right now, despite the record, despite what you you know go back and even see. They very easily could have won that game in Milwaukee. Um, it's been really, really fun to see the development of Zion Williamson, man. Um, I know people will say he shouldn't, doesn't deserve to be an all-star, and I get that. I get that it could probably be uh, the Pelicans weren't, you know, don't have the best record. But I've loved, forget all that. I've loved to see the development of Zion, man. I think what people don't realize um, is the guy is a really good passer, um, and outside of that, he has a handle to him too. I think last year you saw a lot of it was bully ball, and he's still going to do a lot of bully ball. But I think what you're seeing now is guys are playing way, way off him. They want him to. They didn't want to dare him to shoot. Um, but what that actually does is just create a runway for Zion. And, and Zion actually has a handle to now where he can get downhill, and it's not just a straight line drive, right? He can euro. He has some wiggle to him. You see certain guys that are straight line, like Kelly Oubre, straight line to the rim. Zion can angle and move his body in ways that create angles for him to get good looks. And then if you if you bring two or over help, he is a good enough passer to find the open man. So. Pelicans are playing really great right now. I've I've lo- I really enjoy watching Brandon Ingram and, and Zion play basketball, and they're both very unselfish. And and on top of that, Zoe is hooping right now. That man gets so much shit, but I absolutely love him. He's a pass first guy who always finds the right man, and now he can shoot it as well. And on top of that, he plays great on ball defense. So um, I, I love the way those three are playing for that team. The offense is going to be there every given night, every single night because of those three. Oh, not every single night, but uh, the offense should be fine most nights because of Zion and, and Brandon. And when Zoe's playing the way he is and, and they get little um, little help from 
you know, Steven here and there and Bledsoe here and there and Nikhil and JJ, um, they can be a very dangerous team. But again, a little bit too much unknown here. I, I get why the Pelicans are favored. I'd have them favored as well. Um, but at the same time, you got to imagine Spurs haven't won a game in two weeks ish because of COVID and all that. Uh, almost two weeks. They're going to be hungry to get the job done today. Um, they're home dogs here. I'm going to stay away, but I do think the Pelicans are um, worth a look here. And just a lean. Next game, Utah Jazz and Orlando Magic. Um, this is normally a spot where I'd love the Jazz, right? They're coming off a loss. They've waxed teams. You're getting them as a single-digit favorite, albeit nine. Um, they are going to be without Mike Conley as he's working his way um, back from his hamstring injury. They're just monitoring it, making sure he is always fresh, and that's smart. Um, but the Jazz are very, very well equipped to handle life without Mike Conley. Joe Ingles will just step into a, a slightly larger role. Jordan Clarkson might get a few extra minutes, and um, boom, you're fine. That being said, the the one spot here that I like to avoid is betting against teams that just got blown out. And I think that might be a little counterintuitive. You're saying they just got blown out. They suck. And and while they might suck, betting against teams that just got blown out, what you're doing every time is betting probably against a pretty hungry team. Because you get 30-piece, man. Like, you, you can't get 30-piece again. So you're, you're going to bring your best effort. You're going to have your most focused squad. Because, um, again, jobs are on the line. Your head coach's job is always on the line. Your your role as a player is always on the line. You get 30-piece, and, and it just wakes you up. It brings that sense of urgency. Um, and despite the Magic getting 30-piece and losing to the Pistons the game before, they have been trending up and playing better. So um, I love the Jazz. They've rolled team after team. They've played, really, they've played beautiful basketball this year and, and have been just dominating teams. But at the same time, uh, we're, what we're doing here is I can make it I can make an argument it's a good spot for the magic in terms of off a blowout loss with some rest at home no Mike Conley it's a back-to-back for the jazz like there's a lot of and then and then on top of that nine and a half points right it's not a six and a half it's not a seven and a half so uh the jazz are sh- I think the majority of the time beat this magic team by double digits but I can't do it today. Um, I, I want to make sure that everything I'm betting is something I love, love, love. And um, betting against the Magic team, albeit a, a much worse team, um, you're probably getting a very focused. Because the Magic also, that's another thing is like when you're playing against the best team in the league or the team with the best record, that's another, uh, just another reason to come locked in. Like you're not going to come sleepwalk against a team with the best record in the league. You're, you're going to give them your best shot. So nine and a half just seems a little too much. Uh, I don't, I don't really necessarily anticipate, like, tired legs on a back-to-back for the Jazz, but um, there's just enough reasons for me to just approach this game with caution here, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to lay off and just play what I love. All right, next game, Timberwolves, four-and-a-half-point underdogs in D.C., um, and Washington has come a far, far away since uh, early in the year where they were a team I was fading pretty consistently. Um, and it makes sense, right? I think outside of every team in the league, this team has struggled and been hit the hardest with COVID. Um, they missed the stretch for three weeks. They were missing a ton of key role players. And for the first time in a while, outside of Ish Smith, everyone is back. Everyone has an extended time to play together. Everyone has had an extended time to practice together. And you're seeing the results. Um, and you're also just seeing a team with a sense of urgency. They know, first off, I don't know how they're going to make up three weeks missed worth 
three weeks worth of missed games. So I think you already have a sense of urgency like, hey, if we want to make the playoffs, we got to get it going now. Like we, we I don't know if we're going to have 72 games to make up, um, you know, everything that we lost. So you're seeing a sense of urgency from Russ. He's not even resting on back-to-backs anymore. You're seeing Bradley Beal, who's an all-star starter. Um, and they're defending a little bit better, too. It's it's far from a great team. It's far from even – I wouldn't even call them a good team yet. Um, but they're definitely trending up, and they're playing better basketball here. But at the same time, on the other hand, you've seen now two games from the, from the Wolves with new head coach Chris Finch, and there have been uh, very little defense. They're working Cat a lot more. So ooh, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, guys, I had to quickly cut out there because Kyrie got ruled out. Of course, you never fucking know when Kyrie's going to get ruled out, man. Um, he gets ruled out. So I had, uh, spoiler alert, I had Nets minus four on the card. Uh, I had to buy out of that real quick. So we're back, um, and we'll get to that last play in that last game. But um, talking about the talking about the um, T-Wolves, right? Um, I think what... I, I like I, I think this line is fair and I think I'm gonna make the point for in the case for the T Timberwolves right now. New head coach Chris Finch, right? It's it's really a weird situation. We've never seen it. We've seen interim head coaches, but those guys are have been there, right? You're getting Chris Finch, a guy who has not been a part of the Timberwolves organization, coming in half almost halfway through the season, um, and just jumping in on the fly. So you've seen a lot of uh, struggles on defense, but you've also seen them going to cat a lot more. So um, I don't mind Timberwolves. I, I don't mind Carl Anthony Towns props. I don't mind. Um, I, and I, I think it's a stay away from me because the Wizards have been playing well. But I, I like the Timberwolves getting four, four and a half today because I think you're just hungry to get that coach that first win. Like you, you come in. Knowing that, all right, Sanders got fired. Really, a lot of it has to do with us. We didn't play our part. And so I, I think that, that this win is coming. Carl Anthony Towns is a really bad matchup for everyone on the Wizards. I mean, he's a bad matchup for everyone, but um, I don't really think there's anyone on the Wizards that can give him trouble. And, again, we don't bet games or teams because of one's particular matchup. Um, but I do like Carl Anthony Towns props. I do like Timberwolves. I'm not going to bet it here, but um, – I think they come out hungry trying to get their, their coach there. Finally, his first win um, of the year. All right. Let's keep it rolling. <sighs> let's keep it rolling. Um, Knicks and Pacers. Pacers, one, one and a half point favorites. Um, this is about as toss-up of a game as you can have, so I'll, I'll take the Knicks getting a point at home. I'm not locking it in. Um, but I, I think if I were, it would it would lean Knicks. The Knicks are playing great basketball. I think something that really caught my eye was against the Warriors um, earlier in the week. I knew the Warriors were going to come with their best effort, right? They, they came off those two tough losses to the Hornets and Magic where they held large leads towards the end of the game in both of them. Um, so you knew they were getting their your best effort from both of them. And the Knicks just hold, held tough, right? They played the Warriors really, really tough, and they made the Warriors earn it. And there were times where the Warriors were up 16, 17 in the third, and there was just no back down, no quit. There was no, like, you from the body language and the vibe and the way they were playing, you would have thought it was a tie game when they were down 16. So they've been really impressive. I watched them. Obviously, we were on them against the Kings just a couple days ago. Um, they've been really, really impressive, and they, it all starts on the defensive end. They make, the, they make it really tough to score interior points. Um, obviously, the Pacers' best player is DeMontis Sabonis, who lives in that area. So uh, 
you would like to think they, they have a decent enough game plan to um, make it tough for their best player, which is always a nice start. And then uh, Malcolm Brogdon is not a guy who's going to change the game, uh, you know, going one-on-one offensively, creating good looks. So um, Pacers are probably a little – they're the more talented team, but the, I'd say the Knicks are playing better basketball as of now, and it's like, okay, what's going to win out, talent or rhythm and form? Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll stay away for sure here, but I, I like the Knicks getting the points. This is a toss-up team, toss-up game between two teams um, that it really could go either way. Well, next, second-to-last game, Denver Nuggets, Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, Thunder getting seven, and if you guys know me, I've tended to stay. I don't know if I've been on a Thunder game since, like, early in the year, and, and I did that early in the year, and I lost. I bet against them. Um, but they've been an impressive team uh, as a whole this year, just in terms of playing hard, playing with a game plan, understanding, you know, they, they're just a solid team. And while they don't have a ton of talent, I, I'd say they're definitely 20 or below in terms of the talent that they have on a nightly basis. They get the most out of that talent every single night. Like you look at the difference between them and the Timberwolves. Timberwolves have so much more talent. But the Thunder are better than them this year because of a, a coaching staff, a game plan, and, and they just get the most out of their guys. And, and my, my thing here, and I, I will tell you right now, I think seven is too much. And I know seven is too much based on the way the two teams have been playing. My only thing here is Denver's off a loss, a pretty frustrating loss where they could have won that game. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it, but they were down two, get a stop. Jamal Murray's coming down in the fast break. They got one guy to beat who stops the ball on Jamal Murray and, and really – MPJ and Fasundo Composito both stay out at the three-point line. If they both, if, if either of them go to the basket, preferably Michael Porter Jr. because he's the taller guy, Jamal can kind of dump it in over the top, and it's a tie game going to overtime. Um, so it's a fired-up team, right? You, you lose it a game that way, and you know you have to come with some effort in the next game. So I'm going to stay away. I would say seven is, is too much. Um, I'm the, again, you don't always want to just – you like narratives to kind of help you in terms of – what type of team you're going to get, but you don't want to bet on a game strictly because of a narrative um, or not bet a game strictly because of a narrative, uh, or I guess not bet, but not bet on. So I, I can see um, in this case, really the play, everything, the play, how teams are playing, the talent level. Seven is, is too much right now. The Nuggets are sorely missing P.J. Dozier and Gary Harris. But on the other time, other side, the narrative um, of – the Nuggets having some rest, being really ticked off after a tough loss, and the, the Thunder in a back-to-back has me just staying away here because, I, again, you can make arguments on both sides. I only want to bet things I love, so I'll stay away here. And then the last game of the day, kind of tough because Kyrie gets ruled out and that really changes the complexion of everything. Um, I And I don't understand. Like, I'm all for, you know, no, I'm not going to get into that. If Kyrie's resting, then I'm assuming he needs the rest. He's not just doing it to rest, but uh to just take the day off but um before that the nets have been playing such good basketball man like and and we've seen it even games where Kyrie sat they played really good basketball i like the over today i had nets minus uh three and a half i'm I'm off that now um i think the uh the the mavs have every opportunity to win it today now without Kyrie irving but i'll so let's just focus on the over um it's, I got it at 236.5. I think this should fly over. I think what you're seeing here is, uh, one, the Nets, again, are, are a really good offensive team. James Harden is an offensive weapon um, like we've never seen before, just in terms of the pick and roll and isolation situations. He can he, he 
you have to commit bodies to him because no one can really stay in front. Very few people can stay in front of him consistently one-on-one. Um, and they play at a super high pace. And I think the biggest reason why we have an edge here is we've seen um, without Kristaps Porzingis since uh, the Mavs' little break because of the weather, um, every game has gone under. And that's because their defense is a lot better without Kristaps Porzingis. But their offense also takes a hit. So it's a double whammy with Porzingis back today. I think you see, one, the offense look better. I think, two, you see the defense look worse. And I think you see... Uh, a little bit more of a, a pacier team with the Mavs this year. And, and the Mavs are a little bit of an anomaly, right? Like, they, they had the best offense in the league last year. They come in this year, and it, is, it hasn't been half that. Um, but I think uh, they're, they're starting to pick things up. They're, again, COVID's played a huge role in them not being their best versions of themselves. Um, but for me, every game has gone under with Kristaps, and I think the books still kind of are looking at that and don't quite realize that the impact – uh, the impact that Kristaps that has on the total and has had on the total. Because, I mean, you even see the last game, they had that total at 230. And that flew under against the Sixers. Um, and so now I think they're like, okay, all right, they're slowing it down, playing better defense. But I don't think they realize that Kristaps, um, to this point, has been a liability on defense. And I love him. I really, really do. But he's been a liability on defense, I think. And he, he's a much better offense player than Willie Cauley-Sign and Dwight Powell and, and Maxi Kleba. So, um I still love this to go over. I know the Ky- the Kyrie news hurts uh, because I I absolutely absolutely love 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 this before the Kyrie news and now I still really like this. But uh, I mean, you're taking off uh, an absolute butter a uh, bubber. You're taking an absolute bucket getter off the floor, which hurts. But James Harden should still be able. James Harden and Luka Doncic are two probably two of the top three offensive just in terms of building a system around them. Luca, Trey, and James Harden are the three best in terms of like just one guy. If you have them, you're probably going to have an above average offense just because of the shots and looks that they create. So, um, should see plenty of good looks. Should see the Nets push the pace. Uh, Kyrie News hurts a, li- a little bit, but I like the over. I like this to to fly over um, uh, on on the total. All right, that about does it today, guys. I hope uh, this helps in terms of you know breaking down what you guys want to bet during this weekend. I hope uh, you guys all hit and every single thing that you bet this weekend. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow to break down the Sunday slate. Peace, guys.